Okay, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the episode, um, or sorry, to the podcast, uh, episode 152 of One Before I Die, coming at you on a Wednesday, just coming at you, you know, week after week with the with the late drops here, honestly. So apologies for that, first and foremost, um, but just some personal commitments and, and stuff going on. So we have to work around that. Uh, but nonetheless, we will still get that episode out to you. And that's what we're doing here. Um, sitting down to break down week three bills at dolphins, not a great ending, not the ending we like to see, but when we will talk about, um, we'll talk about next week, not another easy test bills will play the Ravens. So preview of that game coming up. And then also hockey season, as we've been kind of harping on the past couple of weeks is right around the corner and preseason did officially start. So the Sabres played their first preseason preseason game this past Sunday playing also, as you guys are listening to this last night, as we're recording it, they're actually about to, you know, drop the puck here with, uh, with actually a pretty decent, you know, lineup for the for the swords. So uh, maybe I'll tune into that later if uh, if I can find a stream of it or something. But saber season's rolling around pretty quickly. Bill's season in full swing, so we're going to talk about it all. Get right into it here. Introduce Ethan um, over in Chicago. Ethan, how are you? <clears throat> I'm doing all right now that we had a couple days in between Sunday. Um, like you said, the Sabres are hitting the ice as we are recording here. They are, for listeners that are interested, because I know that as you guys are listening to this, they also play Wednesday night. You can watch all of the Sabres preseason games live on Sabres.com. That is streaming oh, nice. those for free. Um, so, yeah, <clears throat> excited to see some Sabres preseason hockey to get my mind off the bills for a little bit. But. I mean, first and foremost, we got to talk about the Bills. I mean, we have to face the music. It's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows on this podcast. We talked about this, you know, a couple of weeks ago, going into the Rams game that you can't get too high, can't get too low. And F coming off of two absolute blowouts from the Bills, um, I don't. You might have gotten of, a little bit too high. Yeah, I don't think a lot of fans were expecting <laughs> this. I know we sure weren't. If you look back at our per, uh, score predictions, those look pretty bad right about now. But I mean, the, you got you, you got to say. You got to stay realistic here. I mean, the Sabres had, or excuse me, the Bills had how many injuries going in this game? I don't want to be an excuse guy, but all I got to say is, this is my main takeaway from the game. And I know you didn't get to watch some of it because you were, um, what, gallivanting in Arizona at the Rams Cardinals game. Um, like I was uh, out there for a business trip. <laughs> yeah. You were, you were just in la la land with, you know, the LA folk and the Scottsdale folk while you weren't, you weren't sticking true to your Bills Mafia roots. Let's call a spade what's All right. Spade well, let's is. not. No, you can't. You can't even. You don't even know what I was going through to try to watch this game. I was trying to stream it on the phone in the stadium. Yeah. And okay. Then, and Mr. Then, Sweet. No, yeah. He's no, taking I wasn't pictures even, I wasn't from the suite. suite. I wasn't You're taking pictures from the suite. I wasn't, I wasn't in a suite. And, and little do you what know. Were you field level. Oh, maybe. Maybe I might be at this nice NFL game. It doesn't. You don't realize how much it sucks after I'm sitting there trying to figure out what's going on with the game. It's literally the last two minutes after the butt punt. After the Bills get the, get the ball back, and I'm literally going on my phone on GameCast, and I figure out they lose because they can't spike the ball as soon as the the Cardinals run out of the stadium, and I have to sit there and watch a Cardinals Rams game that I don't yeah. give two mm-hmm. craps about right after I find out that the Bills lose. So I'm very grateful for the experience and all, and all that, but it's not all sunshines and rainbows like you, like you think it's cracked up to be while I'm while I'm sitting fieldside. <laughs> I don't know. All I saw was you snap. I was picks, miserable. Field level. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, for, for the real fans out there who had to sit through that last couple minutes of the game and experience the agony live, all I got to say is 
I'm more confident after this game, which is kind of bananas, but I am like that game solidified for me that the bills are still better than dolphins. Um, they are still the best team in the AFC East. They are still going to win the AFC or sorry, excuse me. It's still the best team in the AFC, whether they finish first in the regular season, that doesn't matter to me because it all only cares. I don't care about what happens in the playoffs, obviously, but they are still the, the class of the AFC. In my opinion, um, you, you play the dolphins again. I'm still confident that we're going to beat them by double digits. Like I predicted, um, we had numerous injuries, the field conditions or not the field conditions, but the weather conditions. I mean, it was over a hundred degrees. Guys are dropping of heat stroke left and right. Um, you find out the night before that you don't have Jordan Poyer, which a couple days ago you you previously found out that uh, Hyde is gone for the entire season. Um, and then in the during the game, you end up losing what your backup cornerback Benford when you're already down Trey White and you're already down Dane, Dane Jackson. So you got to play a practice squad cornerback. Um, and then you're also down Jordan Phillips. You're down at Oliver. Your offensive line is in shambles. Spencer Brown had to get taken out because he had heat stroke. You got Tommy Doyle tearing his ACL. Uh, Mitch Morse was already not even suited up because he's injured. So you got a patchwork offensive line. Gabe Davis is playing on one foot. He clearly has not healed that ankle from whatever happened in practice the week before. And you still put up 500 yards of offense. You still have a shot to win the game, not once, but twice. And you shoot yourself on the foot probably three or four times with a missed field goal from Bass. I mean, I don't know why we're like, everybody likes to talk about the pick six or not every, sorry, excuse me. What I'm seeing on Twitter is everybody likes to bring up the pick six that was dropped by Milano, the touchdown pass that was dropped by Gabe Davis, the Isaiah McKenzie, not getting out of bounds. Those are all, yeah, fine and dandy missed opportunities. The biggest thing, my biggest takeaway is if Bass hits a 38 yard field goal, we win this game regardless if all those other things happen anyway. So we are a 38 yard field goal away from winning this game and not having all this panic on Twitter would be basically beating the dolphins with a second string squad. Um, and I'm not taking away anything from the dolphins. Like, yeah, they're, they're a good team. I, they're, they're probably a playoff team. Like I'm not going to be surprised if we see them in the playoffs at the end of this year, they're not going to win the AFC East. I'll tell you that they are, that team is due for, uh, over everybody's riding high in the Dolphins right now. I I saw ESPN's power rankings. They have them at number one. That is absolute crazy town that you're already crowning the Dolphins as the number one team in the NFL right now. That team is due for some pretty, I would say, uh, surprising losses. I I could see them losing some bad games to some teams that maybe aren't that good. Uh, that team is due for for some losses like that. So. I, Bill's Mafia, stay strong. We got to get healthy. That's the number one thing that I'm looking at right now. You got to get this roster healthy. Got to get Trey White back. You got to get Jordan Poyer back. Got to get the D-line back. Got to get the offensive line healthy. Gabriel Davis needs to get healthy too. Um, and if you're going to put 500 yards of offense, I mean, if you just look at the snap count too, we, we had 90 offensive plays to the Dolphins, 39. That is insane. And we had like I said, 500 yards of offense. I think the Dolphins didn't even crack 300 yards. I mean, if you look at, I think you texted me this, right? Because you were off gallivanting in Scottsdale and you couldn't watch the end of the game. That you, Did I chime like, in here at some point? Well, How long? Hold you on. You texted for? me. You texted me a screenshot of holy of the game, and you were like. How did we lose this game? If you look at just the stats, I watched. Point by, it was a great point by you for a guy that didn't watch the end of the game. That if you look at those stats, 
the it's insane that we lost this game. All right, we dominated. I don't know why. Stats. I don't know why you're turning this podcast from talking about the Bills game to just like grilling me for no reason. But I'll let that slide, and I'll get my some of my takes in here now. Um, and yeah, what first off, I, I have a list down on my phone here because I first of all, I I was trying to watch the game as much as I could, and and I did, you know, go through my thoughts and put them down on pen pen to paper, watch the highlights back. Um, and so I wrote a bunch of things down. The, the things you said are absolutely true. So injuries build. So first and foremost, high, like Hyde being out for the year that we found that out a couple days before the game, like that just sucks. Obviously, hopefully he gets better. Huge blow. Um, it's like, all right, move on. But all the injuries sucks. They play a huge factor. The, the whole heat thing plays a factor as well. I just want to say as much as those things, they, they do matter, but I, I like, I still don't take this loss away from the Dolphins because I know if it was the other way around and, you know, the, yeah, the, wins the Dolphins win. were all dinged up and, and everything, like, that's just how it goes and, and sometimes. So it, it sucks. It plays a factor. Like, we don't have a lot of our starters. We're not at full strength. And But, the, the you know, the fact of the matter is we had Josh. It was QB1 versus QB1. They Like, they got the W, and, and you got to give them credit for that. Um, so that's kind of the first thing I want to say. The other thing is a little bit more on that is a lot of fans and, and – Bills fans specifically complaining about how the Dolphins made their stadium right where how half the half the stadium where the the Dolphins sidelines in the shade the, the Bills sideline or the opponent sidelines on the sun again plays a factor clearly we're very tired and and, and heat strokes left and right like you said like it, it was very apparent that that mattered to me that's just like home field advantage though and that like I don't think you can really complain yeah. about that like I don't know Bills fans kind of come out of the woodwork at times and and whip the excuses out of nowhere like that's just how that's it is a crazy like, excuse like that like to me i don't know that's kind of how it works and, and it i, I never want to see it put players in like in harm and and like like bad situations for injuries and stuff but like you can't use that as an excuse that's just like how like of course like the dolphins are going to make their sideline where the shade is right like that's just the fact of the matter here so yeah those things all play a factor of course but that doesn't take away from the dolphins w in my in my perspective but to the numbers, like you said, like that's where I was going through. And, you know, I have them up right now. And, and the big thing going in is obviously the def- like specifically injuries, defensive injuries. Like, yes, we had those injuries on during the game on the offense. But like I said, we still had like Diggs and Allen and the offense was still able to move the ball. The, the defensive injuries were the big deal. But if you look at the game, like you said, we had 90 plays, the third nine plays to a pass. He only attempted 18 passes through for 186 yards. Now, if you were going to tell me before the game started that we were going to t- hold Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill to combine six catches for 135 yards with the secondary that we were trotting out there, like I'd be like, sign me up for that. And, and that's what we did. So you look at these numbers and it's just crazy, man. Like we, we just clearly didn't execute when we had to. Allen was still just like a monster. He was just, he just couldn't make that last throw to McKenzie, which, which, early on in his career he like we'd be like dude you have to make that throw he hasn't made a play like that in forever where he misses a throw like that to especially to win the game right like that was kind of crazy but i mean he still threw for 400 yards you know the two touchdowns it was the fumble in the beginning of the game that was you know killer um but like this guy is still a man possessed and and like you said it doesn't it was a it's a game where you give the dolphins credit for the w no excuses not taking anything away from them but it doesn't deter me at all from thinking that the bills are still by far the better team. Like it, it doesn't make me worried at all. Um, yeah. My prediction was wrong. Our predictions were wrong. We, we lost the game and, 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 you know, credit to the dolphins for that. But 
to me, if you're, if you're an actual fan and, and I would love to talk, I was talking to my buddy who is a big dolphins fan after the game. And, I, and from his tone, it seemed like he was kind of like, yeah, like the bills kind of like left a, a bunch on the field where they could have executed there. Like I'm wondering like dolphins fans, of course, there's always going to be those delusional fans, which is in every fan base where no matter what happens, they're going to ride their team to the end. But I, if you're a Dolphins fan sitting here right now, you cannot look me straight in the eye and say that the Dolphins are a better the team than the Bills after that game, right? Like if you're if you're a real fan, uh, someone who knows the game of football, after watching that game from far, front to start and, and seeing what really happened in that game, again, credit to them to get in the W, that's all that matters. But you can't look me in the eye right now and really truly, truly believe that the Dolphins are a better football team than the Bills. I think if a a, a casual football fan watch that game they could you know be able to make that out as well so um it was it was just like one of those tough ones that didn't go our way and it, I, I said it last week where it was like the, against the titans where it was one of those games where everything was going our way and you know nothing was going the titans way and it was just one of those games was super lopsided this was one of those games where nothing really went our way and we were still able you know to kind of stick with the dolphins through everything that went went down and only lose by a couple points so um it was tough watching it back. Like I, like you said, I didn't get to see it in real time, but just like, I don't know, take me through like, like in real time, what happened on that last, like, were they, how are they not able to get to up and spike the ball? Like who's, I know you, I know if the, you know, bass field goal happens and a lot of other things happen, like it doesn't have to get down to that, but like, it, it kind of reminded me of a, like a Dallas Cowboys situation in the playoffs last year. Right. What like, is that hard yeah. to like, what, like what happened there? I mean, the first off, did they just not have enough? Was it just a bad? Like I don't know. Tell me, it was a bad. De- it was a it was a bad decision by McKenzie. He tried to get upfield a little bit more when he didn't have like he didn't have awareness of how much time was left on the clock. He could have he could have went straight to the sideline and got out of bounds, but he tried to maybe make a little bit of a cut, turned it upfield, didn't, didn't got he tackled catch the ball bounds. by like didn't he catch the ball though like on our own 45 so like it's not yeah like you need to it's get not for the that's the other goal. that's the other point i was gonna make like everybody was saying you know get out of bounds get out of bounds like even if he gets out of bounds there it's still like like if he beelines it if he goes parallel to the sideline like you can't kick that field goal no you could i mean it would just it would be like a 60 plus yard field goal mm-hmm. so how close I, you were know, they to get from i mean watching it back on replay they were like I mean, how close were they able to get that that spike off? They didn't even get a snap off. They, they just, just couldn't get time ran out. Yeah, it was. That's I mean, just I a guess it was a way little, to watch the ending. Yeah, it was. I I had zero confidence. Like, let me put it this way: like, I knew right away that they weren't going to get the playoff as it, soon as he got tackled during that drive. Because I, again, I was watching on GameCast and I, and I saw like you know get the big Gabe Davis throw. I was like, I was like, they're going to do it. I'm like, they're going to get into field goal range and at least give a, give Bass a chance here. It was that holding call, right? Was that, was the holding call a phantom call? Was it a good call? The, was it the holding call? There was a holding did... on that drive on like Questenberry. I think that brought them back 10 yards. No, that after. was, that was, that was a hold. Okay. The off, so, the offensive I mean, that was line the huge, was... that was a huge drive killer. The offensive line was getting torn. I mean, you could just tell that Bill's offense had nothing left in the tank on that drive. Yeah. Like every every play was just Allen fighting for his life to try to throw the ball. Like the offensive line was was gassed. Um the receivers were gassed. Like Diggs Diggs, I think, went off. Like he wasn't even on the field for the last couple because he was cramping. Gabriel Davis was literally playing on one leg. He could barely run out there and he was trying to make catches. And they just didn't have an, you could just tell, like there wasn't an option. Like Allen would run 
right? And that was honestly our best offense on that drive was at Allen scrambling for first downs. And that's kept the clock moving. And we just didn't have any timeouts. It, it, we just weren't moving the ball fast enough. And the offense was sluggish. I, as soon as the first p- couple plays went by, I just didn't have confidence that we were going to get close enough. Did, uh, did an injury report come out this week? Yeah, I mean, that thing, I tweeted it out. But that thing's going to look like a CBS receipt. I mean, it, this is going to be insane this week. Yeah, I don't I, know if I it'll be anything. interesting to know what the what the lineup's going to look like this week in Baltimore. And we can kind of transition now. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to bring yeah, up in Miami. Yeah, last, last thing I wanted to ask you about was what your thoughts were on Ken Dorsey's uh, freak out in the booth. You know, I I saw, like, a couple different takes from people. I'm not, like, pissed about that at all. I, I kind of like it. Um, yeah, it didn't bother me. We all guys know, a psychopath. We all, yeah, I was gonna say we all know Dorsey's <laughs> a psycho, and so like him doing that, like when I when I saw it go down, I wasn't surprised, which might be crazy. You know what I mean? Like I <laughs> I saw that coming from a mile away that he was just absolutely gonna go bananas, especially after what happened after Josh missed the fr- the throw to win it the drive before, yeah. and he, he slammed you know his playbook or whatever, and it was like a mini freak out, but him going like i mean he went like that, that that might be one of the biggest ballistic. freakouts i've seen from a coach of all time hey yeah. and shout out to the guy who like covered the camera it was maybe a little <laughs> bit too late but yeah but shout out to that um but yeah no i it didn't but i mean it, it's whatever he's passionate i mean maybe maybe i, I think mcdermott said like he's got to keep the keep that in check a little bit more maybe freak out behind closed doors which whatever yeah um, i think my only my only thing is like it is only week three and if you got if I just the Bills better win the Super Bowl because if they lose like the AFC Championship, yeah, pray for Ken I, in a similar fa- fa- fashion. I think he's gonna throw himself through the the glass of the of the upper deck or whatever box yeah. he's in, and he might kill himself. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be bad. Like someone needs to have the Bills are gonna need to have a spotter in the booth come playoff time to like restrain Dorsey. Yeah, if anything goes south for the Bills offense. He need, he needs like the holdback guy, like how they have those guys on the sidelines yeah. for the head coach. He, like he needs yeah. one in the booth. Yep. Um, for for if there's an intercept, like the holdback guy needs to just be ready for if Allen ever throws an interception or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we yeah. I mean, last thing on that, we, like I said, we knew he was a psychopath. I literally made a video sick about goal. it. Bureau, um, your boy. Nice. Um, but I literally made a video about it, like. Before the season started, I saw one. I didn't know anything about Ken Dorsey before the season started. Saw one video of him during during a press conference and knew right off the bat this guy's crazy. And I and I was like, and and in the video I said I like it. I was like, that's what we need out of our OC. So, um, but anyway, we'll move on from that. Uh, I think we will transition to Bills at Dol- or sorry at they're in Baltimore, right? It's not at home. Yeah, they're in Baltimore. Yeah, in Baltimore against a, a hot Ravens team, honestly. Who Ravens also taking L to Dolphins. Um, see, and that's the thing. Back to your point in the, in the your kind of your opening statements, like the Dolphins should not have beat the Ravens. Like that was a fluke comeback, and then obviously the the Bills game, whatever, giving them credit. But like, I think that you're right. I think they're due for some, you know, a little bit, you know, karma coming. Like back they play their way on Thursday. They play on Thursday against Cincinnati this week. I'm gonna pound Cincinnati. Well, that's a, I guess that's a different conversation. I'm just not high on Cincy this year at all, but. But I think the Dolphins are on a short. I'm gonna root for Cincy, of course. I just think the Dolphins have played <clears throat> two out of their three games at home, and the the week one against the Pats was similar conditions against the Bills, like where it was extremely hot and humid on the field, like plus a hundred temperatures on the grass. And I just think that that is 
it's not at the level as the Bills win game last year, but it's it's an ex, and it's an extreme condition, right? Like mm-hmm. if you play that, if you play last week's game in a dome with those same rosters, I think we win. Yeah, like, even with our banged up roster. Absolutely. Yeah, even with all those injuries, I still think we win the game. Like I think the weather was that much of a factor. So I think the Dolphins going into Cincinnati. I don't. I don't know why we're talking about this. But yeah, the Dolphins going into Cincinnati. <laughs> I think they're going to get exposed this week. And, the, and Cincy hasn't looked good, but I'm pounding Cincy. I think the Dolphins are due for a letdown here. All right. I like they're going to get exposed for not, they're not the number one team in the NFL. When I saw ESPN no. list their new power rankings with them at number one, I almost like spit out my coffee this morning. That's just something you got to laugh at. But anyway, we are going to Baltimore next week. I think it's another Sunday, one o'clock game. Um, right in that, back in that prime one o'clock slot that we all love. Um, but anyway, Dolphins are looking, or sorry, Ravens are, are, are hot. I mean, they just beat the Pats, I think, by 11 points this past week. Uh, put up a ton of points against the Dolphins. It's not for, it's, they're not losing for their def- or for their offense. Let's just say that much. So that's what worries me about this game is, I mean, speaking of the injuries, right, and, and our banged up de- defense, and you got Lamar who is looking like he's, he's honestly playing MVP level right now. Like, shout out to him. Guy's betting on himself. He deserves that money. Um, at least so far. And I'm worried about him running crazy on this, on this bills defense um, preseason. When we did our preview of this game, I did predict the bills to lose. And I'm, I think I'm going to stick with that. We'll get to predictions later, but I, I just am really worried about it, Lamar running. And I know maybe like from your, I don't know how you're thinking, but maybe other bills fans are thinking maybe this is a better matchup because it's more our secondary who's banged up and Lamar can't really throw that well. So we, if we contain him with our linebackers, maybe it plays into our favor. I don't know. To me, I, I just think he uh, isn't a great matchup for us right now. Um, and so we'll, we'll see how that goes, but I am worried about Lamar. I think he's vastly underrated somehow. And, uh, and I'm worried about that offense against our, our banged up defense. I'm not worried about our offense scoring points. It may be a little bit with the injuries, but I, I still believe like, Allen will just get it done somehow. So I think it'll be a high scoring game. Um, but yeah, definitely worried about Lamar. Yeah. I mean, I looked at the weather report again, cause I'm like in weather mode after uh, last week and it's going to be another, it looks like it's going to be like a sloppy day in Baltimore, a lot of rain in the forecast, 60 degrees. It's kind of got me in that like Colts last year game feeling where they kind of just ran the ball at will over our defense. I know we talked about what, even a week ago on how much improved our run defense is, but that's, that's with our full strength D line. Like our D line is battered right now. And I, until I see the injury report this week, it's going to like, that's going to drastically change how I feel about this game. Cause I think you're right. Like the Ravens running the football, not just with the running backs, but specifically with uh, Lamar Jackson is a scary thought. Um, I think JK you know, Dobbins is making his debut this week too, which, which is going to which add could another... be good or bad because maybe he's banged up, but he's a really good player when he plays. So, yeah, and I, I mean, it's just going to add like a little bit of energy, I think, in the locker room, though. Like even regardless of how he plays, right? I think other guys are going to feel more fired up that this guy's back in the lineup. You got another playmaker back, might mm-hmm. add a little more pep into their step. Um, and their like defense said, doesn't scare me though, right? No, their I defense mean, doesn't scare me. But at least Baltimore's throughout the first few weeks, traditionally, like it's a tough place to play. Like I put that up there as. With with you know the Lambos, the Ralphs, you know it's it's that Baltimore is a passionate fan base. It gets loud there. It's hard to go win a football game against the Ravens. The Ravens are just a hard nosed football team, right? They play. It it seems like it doesn't matter who's on that roster. You can just always pencil the Ravens as a tough game on your schedule, and especially when you have to go to their building, it's going to be tough. Um, 
Yeah. And yeah. I, I still like our offense. Like you said, the defense on their end doesn't scare me, which is surprising because you think Ravens, you think defense, you don't really, and, think I mean, and their offense, roster but... isn't necessarily bad and maybe they'll figure it out down the line. Right. I think they have a decent roster. I know they were injury riddled like all of last year. I think they got those guys back, but just from the sample size we've seen, like they're giving up points. I mean, they played the, they gave up 25 plus points to the Pats. Like, wow. yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I, I don't care. I, I mean, I, I would like to see Gabriel Davis a little bit more healthy to give me a little more of a conference on offense. But, I mean, you, you you phrased it perfectly. When you have Josh Allen, the offense is going to put up points. And I think the best Josh Allen is a pissed-off Josh Allen, and we're going to get a real pissed-off Josh Allen going into this week. The guy hates losing. He knows he's got – you know, narratives are already starting to fly. Nobody loves to shut down a narrative faster than Josh Allen. So I think he's going to play hungry. He's going to play – determined hopefully the offensive line will be a little bit more healthy i know we i already said that tommy doyle's down with the acl but hopefully morse will come come back hopefully spencer brown is all right from last week um you know hopefully you can get some stability there give the guy like Sa- i like saffold's grit like he's he i think he was tweeting stuff out after the game talking yeah. about how we'll be back like I, i'm a big saffold guy so i, I like him to rally the, that old line too yeah exactly and i think we i I wouldn't mind. This is going to sound crazy, but the run game was non-existent last week after we talked about how our run game was so much better after our first two weeks, which it was right. Like the run game was actually a factor last week. It was just not a factor. So hopefully maybe mixing in some runs and getting like some semblance of a run to open things up a little bit more, Um, you know, get some singletary cooking a little bit. I mean, the Pats ran all over this defense. I know the Pats rushing attack is their strong suit, but I think we can run the ball a little bit, especially if it's raining, you know, maybe some RPO action. That's, that's what I'm looking at against this Ravens defense, you know, get some, get some run going and then open up the play action and hit them deep. Um, Speaking of Josh real quick, he did have an x-ray right on his hand. It came back negative. He's all good to go. Right. Yeah. He, I think the report I saw was, I mean, he specifically said like, I'm fine. He's just a little sore from the game. Um, yeah, nothing to be concerned about, according to him. So if he says he's good to go, he's good to go, and I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> Dude, you were, you want to like turn on a light or something over there? <laughs> I'm like, it's I'm like, like man, uh, stump the schwab. <laughs> um, but all right, let's get into our predictions here. Uh, one last thing before predictions. I, if the Bills are going to win this game, also, I'm looking for a nice little, um, and I'm not saying he's been bad. He's been actually brilliant, but I'm looking for a kind of like a, a big, big game from Von Miller, maybe containing Lamar, right? Veteran guy, yeah. get to the quarterback, but also know how to contain a guy like that. So maybe look out for Von Miller to kind of um, not, I don't want to say bounce back because he, it's not like he's played bad. Like he's played very well throughout the first three weeks, but maybe ha- like have that signature Von Miller game or something like that. Um, I'm but, also looking for a bounce back from T-Bass. Yeah. T-Bass needs to get, get it together for sure. Uh, but I'll go first prediction. I'm going to stick with my guns from preseason and say the bills take this out, which I can very easily see them getting the win, obviously. And, and like we we're going through the preseason games, I said, it's very hard for me to pick L's for the season because this bills team is so good. Um, but just right now, like, and I wouldn't, and I wouldn't be surprised if they win. Like I, I, I hate predicting losses, but I just can't predict a win every freaking week. So I'm going to stick to where I was and say they lose this game just with what I said at the beginning of this, this breakdown here with Lamar playing at such a high level um, defense, just riddled 
just worried about Lamar kind of just having a signature game and, and kind of just maybe having the ball last and, and scoring that game winning drive. And then, you know, you got Justin Tucker over there as well, who you can't forget about. Like I, he, he, I could see him like do for like a 55 yarder to win it at the last second or something. Um, so I'm going to pick the Ravens to win this one. Unfortunately, uh, like I said, high scoring. So I think it's going to be um, close high scoring game. I'll give a final score of 30, 31 to We'll go 27. I'll go 31, 27. Actually, we'll make that 28. The Ravens win on a last second field goal is what I'll say. Um, but again, could go either way. I'm just kind of sticking to this one with the, with the Ravens getting the win, because I, I'm not going to sit here and predict the bills to win every single week. Um, you know, the contrary, I, I'd like to say like the bills are going to come back hungry and, and bounce back super hard, which I can very easily see happen. But Lamar's playing unreal right now. Defense banged up. Um, career day for Lamar is what I'm saying and in a tough L for the Bills. Okay. I'm gonna uh quote a good friend of mine, uh Drake, you know, last night took an L, but tonight I bounce back. <laughs> Bills bounce back. 31. Uh, love that. 24. Book it. What was it? 31 24? Yeah. Love that. Hope you're right. Um so there no analysis. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right. I love it. Uh, all right. So Ethan's got Bill's prediction. I got Ravens taking the win, but um, we'll see how this plays out on Sunday. Uh, last thing before we sign off here, if you want to talk Sabres a little bit, I, I kind of like to talk a little bit of Sabres. Okay. If you're interested. Um, Sunday, got? Sunday, first preseason game. Uh, I watched back the highlights. Were you able to watch that game live at all during the Bills game? Yeah, I had it on on the on my side screen so i watched the, i watched the highlights back i obviously knew they won in overtime i didn't realize they scored so late to tie it up jack quinn so yeah i love seeing was... the guys that were on the score sheet i kind of like who they were like if that makes sense like i love seeing quinn getting a goal i love henestrosa getting the ot winner pilot with like a sick pass for the ot winner who else scored for the for the swords oh cousins like what like i think cousins is due for a monster year so not only do they, they get the win like what i really like seeing is like the guys who like i need to produce for the Sabres to be good. Like already, I know it's preseason, but just like getting on the score sheet early and often. So that's what I like to see Paterka with a six shootout goal as well. Yeah. Um, so like that, I don't know, just seeing them get the win and, and those guys putting up points is, is cool to see kind of it blossoming, you know, right before your eyes. Yeah, no, I agree. I thought they played well. Uh, they played a fast paced game. They were real scrappy on the four check. It was, it was kind of real similar to their team last year towards how they finished. It just seemed like it's just a Donnie Meatballs product. It was a Don, it was a classic Donnie Meatballs product game. You could tell though, it just feels like the guys had a little bit more time to get familiar with the system, if that makes sense. Like they kind of knew what they were doing a little bit more. I thought I thought it was a little cleaner as I'm watching this Flyers game right now where they're giving the puck up a little too much for my liking, but it just it was a classic Donnie meatballs game and that's how they're going to win games this year. And I know that wasn't their full roster, um, but you could tell that he, he Donnie meatballs has officially put his mark on the organization. Um, you could tell how the team plays. They do certain things really well. Um, and and you, you love to see that. I think he's kind of, I think his style really fits the roster with the kind of players that they have. So um you know, I'm excited to see how the Sabres look in these this upcoming week. Um, as you guys will know how they did against the Flyers as you're listening to this, and they do play, I believe, Columbus tonight as you are listening to this. So we'll see how they look then. 
the opener's coming up. I mean, it's basically what two weeks away at this point. Um, and they open with Ottawa, which is I'm really looking forward to this opener. By the way, I know we're gonna get new and improved the team Sabres in uh, Western Canada. It gets, yeah, as it gets Eastern Canada, as it gets oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as it gets closer to the uh, to the opening night for the Sabres, we'll you know get into our season preview. But that is going to be a very intriguing matchup because it's a team that is right on pace with the Sabres as far as where they as are where they are at as an organization. So uh, it's a good measuring stick game to open up the season. And um, it's going to be a real statement for the Sabres if they can come out and get that W. So, so far, I'm really excited. We're talking about how excited we are for the Sabres this year. Our big thing this year is do not forget about the Sabres. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, let's tune into some preseason, preseason hockey uh, and, and see what we're working with here. What, one more question before we sign off. How did UPL look? In that I thought he game? looked okay. I mean, he didn't blow me away, but I don't think he was terrible. Do you know how many shots they had? I know he gave up three goals, obviously. Do you know how many? Was it like a fair amount? I don't. Like a normal amount of shots? Okay. Um, do you know? Because you know that's my guy. But <laughs> is he playing tonight? No, uh, Anderson's in that. Oh, Andy. All right, nice. Well, I'm going to tune into that right after we get off this call. Um, but that wraps up episode 152 of the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Go Bills, go Sabres, as always, folks. And we will talk to you next week. Peace.